Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tuesday morning right with you. It's Taz and the Moose with you on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocky Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance their home. And finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocky Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Mike Pete across the way. Andrew with your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern time we go. 855-212-4CBS-4227. That is your number to call. It is Dance. Taz and the Moose. Yes, there you go. What's going on, Taz? How you doing, buddy? Uh, good, good. We're doing, uh, doing good. Hope you're good, too. And uh, looking forward to another excellent show here of Taz and the Moose. Yes, yeah, sir. a lot yeah. to get to over the course of the next yes. three hours, certainly. And we get it going with the Monday Night Football game last night that uh, the Chicago Bears defensively, uh, you know, as I talked about yesterday when we talked about this game, you and I both were in agreement taking Chicago. I took them in one of my weekly picks as well. Uh, that the Bears would have their way with uh, the dysfunctional Washington Redskins, and that's exactly what they did. A little bit of a fear. Maybe they'd get the backdoor cover. Washington, after getting thoroughly dominated, trailing at one point in time, 28-zip. They lose 31-15. That backdoor cover was thwarted when uh, Case Keenum was stuffed on a fourth and one inside uh, the Bears, I would say, 30-yard line, uh, middle part of the fourth quarter. But... Uh, after that, you didn't have anything to worry about if you decided to bet the Chicago Bears last night. And their defense was downright uh, dominant. Ha-ha Clinton Dix, the former Alabama star, former Packer, former skin a year ago. They traded for him from Green Bay. He signed as a free agent with the Bears. He had a couple picks last night. Uh, Khalil Mack wreaking havoc. That defensive line getting after Keenum. Uh, and Mitchell Trubisky looked a lot better at the quarterback position last night than he did in the first couple of weeks for Chicago. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was at, at a lot of points of this game, it was tough to watch. I mean, because the Redskins are just, you know, I mean, I feel for you. I know you're a Redskins fan for, for a long time, and they're just, they're really, they're difficult. They're a difficult watch. I mean, they, they are. But that Bears defense, as you pointed out, is something of epic. I mean, to, to watch. Um, especially like you just said about Khalil Mack. I mean, he is just, just tremendous. I and mean, he, I, and you can see the jump they, they get off the ball. That's why uh, the, the Bears, they had several penalties of encroachment offsides or in the neutral, or in the, uh, in the neutral zone because they're, they're trying to anticipate the, the snap count or the cadence of the quarterback of Case Keenum but, and to try to get that jump. But, man, that, the offensive line of the, uh, of the Washington Redskins, they just could not handle the, that D-line. And any blitz packages that were coming their way, it was – it, it it just never it felt like there was I don't think there was one point during the game at all that that the Redskins were maybe in this thing. It just it's, you know for for the NFL and for ESPN, it's not the best game you want on a Monday night. Yeah. Honestly, I mean the, no, it's it's not. It, it was a uh, it was a tough watch. The Skins I think are now two and seventeen in nineteen games. Last nineteen games on Monday Night Football, it's a uh, it's a record that's uh, difficult to believe, but uh, it, it is there nonetheless. So they've struggled in these type of performances. I mean, there's. The lack of coaching, there's the the poor roster, not all that talented, uh, you know, left tackle not playing, the guys they lost in free agency. I mean, there's a lot wrong with the Washington Redskins. They are an absolutely inept franchise right now. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And you saw it on perfect display uh, last night 
uh, if you decided to watch that Monday night football game. The only time you'd have uh, maybe say the Redskins were in it when it was 28-15. Like I mentioned, uh, the fourth down and one, I would say Keenum tried to go over the top with a quarterback sneak. Uh, I think he got uh, stuffed by Danny Trevathan or it was Roquan Smith, one of the middle linebackers uh, for the Chicago Bears. He ends up fumbling the football backwards. Uh, The Bears would have gotten the ball anyway, but they did recover the fumble. After that, the game was over. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, was, uh, you'd have a hard time because I thought the Bears kind of lost focus at that stage having a, a 28 to nothing lead, and then they refound themselves once again. I mean, Taz, you're right. It was tough to watch. Uh, you know, uh, I think you could probably find yourself that uh, something else to watch that gave you more entertainment value on a Monday night game, which is not a good thing. They're trying to sell you hard, Booger. Uh, and the boys uh, in the booth are, are trying to sell you hard in terms of uh, the game and the matchup. But uh, when push comes to shove, it was uh, just an absolute and complete mismatch. And you know, I came out of the game thinking about you know two things: the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, can Mitchell Trubisky be good enough um, offensively? He was twenty to twenty three last night, one hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns. Can he be good enough to get the Bears where they need to go? Certainly, their defense is at a championship level. Uh, I don't know if they have a championship-level ground game at this stage, but offensively, can Trubisky in today's day and age be good enough at the quarterback position and efficient enough at the quarterback position uh, to get the Bears to where they want to go in the NFC? I mean, for me, the short answer is no. And I like Trubisky. I like him coming out of UNC. I I I have him as a backup on my fantasy team. So, no, I do like Mitch Trubisky. um, and And you're right, he did play good last night. Um, but no, I I don't, I don't think he's he's good enough to get him that deep. Even though they have that that great of a uh, a defense, you know, my other concern is the running game. I mean, you know, Cohen's in there, three Cohen and stuff like that. They don't have that. It's not that um, uh, that that star cachet, that star running back or you know superstar wide receivers to jump out. I mean, uh, Gabriel played good. Allen Robinson obviously played good. But I'm just saying, like that big star feel, you know. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, defense can take you deep. Defense, is, defense as people say, wins championships. Um, and sure, sure as hell is that, that the Bears have an amazing defense. But, I mean, Trubisky, uh, I mean, I, I, no. I, at the short end, I don't think he can get you ultra deep. No, I don't. Yeah, I think at this stage, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. And, and maybe he's going to get better as the, uh, as the season does go along. It's the, you know, the last night was the first time that he had three touchdown <laughs> passes in a game since week 10 of last year. So it's been a while for Trubisky. We know he struggled in the playoff game last year in a home loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we know that they traded up to go get Trubisky when he was uh, – uh, you know, uh, a signal caller down in North Carolina, Taz. So I look at his development, and I think it's imperative for Chicago. The defense is certainly there. They're championship-level defense. Uh, they can get after it. You love what they can do at, you know, at the, at the point of attack with Mack and Floyd on the outside. Roquan Smith last year, after missing some time, still had, you know, 130 tackles during the course of the regular season. He was an absolute monster. You mentioned the ground game. Yes. I mean, they don't have Jordan Howard anymore. They decided that they wanted to part ways and move on. He's now a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. um, And they all thought that, you know, David Montgomery was going to be the guy in Chicago. Tariq Cohen is a nice complimentary running back, but he's too small uh, and diminutive to be the guy out in Chicago. So, yeah, offensively, they're not there. And, and. Trubisky, if he was great at the quarterback, could make up for and alleviate uh, some of the issues you have about the ground game. But when Trubisky's not good and the ground game isn't necessarily efficient or dominant, 
then you go nowhere offensively, and then your offense actually works against your defense because then the defense is on the field too long, and then they start to lose their legs and they start to lose their impact. So they've got to get better. Last night was certainly better by Trubisky than what you saw through the first couple weeks, but last night, um, I don't know if necessarily that's a good measuring stick because the Redskins are that bad. Well, on on that side of the the deal here, on the Redskins side, I mean, it it gets you pondering, you know, wondering – you know, and I know they. I, I could have sworn uh, early in the pregame on. I don't know if it was on ESPN or where it was. I was watching maybe NFL Network. I can't recall. It was before the game started, and they were talking about Dwayne Haskins a lot, the the rookie at at Ohio State, the quarterback, and saying should they play him? Should they play him? And and uh, you know, Steve Young. I think it was Steve Young who was saying they should get him in there. And they were talking a lot about the Giants and what they're doing with Daniel Jones. So, um, you know, and and a lot of a lot of points during that game for me. Last night, I'm like, you know, maybe maybe Haskins, you know, maybe go to Haskins. I mean, Keenum just it just wasn't there. I mean, and he was holding the ball long, and and, and coverage wise for the defense for the Bears, they were covering the receivers, so you can't put all the heat on Case Keenum you know, as far as blame on Case Keenum. But maybe you bring somebody in, fresh fresh eyes, fresh legs, young guy, Haskins trying to prove something. I don't know. I mean. But then again, he might have got smoked in there, Haskins, because that offensive line just stinks. So, so I don't know. I mean, but I would have liked to see him play. I would like to see him in there. Yeah, I, I would not have. Uh, I think it would have been a, a bad scenario against that defense uh, where he would have gotten knocked around. Um, like I mentioned yesterday, we talked about it a little bit, uh, you know, touch upon the Monday night game, Taz, in terms of Haskins. Uh, the Redskins as a staff don't believe he's ready. I'm not putting him in a position – I don't think I'm putting him in a position to be successful by throwing him into that situation last night. Uh, you know, Mike Lombardi, the former executive, had a great tweet saying basically, if you think Haskins, you know, if you're calling for Haskins to come in this game in the second half with the guys that he is around him now, uh, you know, you're crazy uh, because uh, you're you're going to get him knocked around, you're going to get him hurt, you're going to get him anything. Um, he's not a mobile quarterback. He didn't show that any kind of mobility. He's not that kind of quarterback. He didn't show that at Ohio State. He's not going to show that in the National Football League. Uh, you know, he's not Daniel Jones athletically. He might have a better arm than Jones, uh, but he can't move the pocket. He's not going to be scrambling and run around uh, in the back in the backfield to be able to uh, give you more time and alleviate some of that pass rush. I just don't think. I think you would be hurting his progress and his growth by throwing him into that spot. I mean, maybe it changes this week against the the Giants. The Giants don't have a particularly good pass rush. Their secondary, we know, has struggled in coverage. Uh, Maybe they decide to go with Dwayne Haskins, but I would not have thrown him in the game last night. I think you would have done your young quarterback a disservice. No? Well, there's a a ton of valid points you're making there in your commentary. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I can't dispute a lot of it, but... Sometimes, as you know, um, yeah. Again, the tough thing is it's that Bears defense. But sometimes, as you know, uh, a spark can happen from a, from a rookie quarterback, and it's not just the, the not just the Daniel Jones New York Giants thing because they've been prepping him. And and to your point, the Redskins never really haven't really felt as of recent that Haskins was ready. But the Giants have been chirping up a lot since preseason of of um, uh, Daniel Jones. So I'm only using the comparison because I'm just going for what Steve Young was saying as a guy who's a great quarterback, so I'm, I'm going to respect what he's saying. But um, I don't know. I just feel like he could have uh, – yeah, he probably – Haskins probably would have got his ass whooped out there. But um, I don't know. I think Redskins fans uh, might have been – I mean, you put your Redskins fan hat on. You're a Redskins fan. Put aside that you cover games. I mean, that you cover, that you cover sports for a living. I mean – 
would you have liked? Is there a part of your Redskin fandom that would have liked to have seen the young quarterback in there? Yeah, no, I, you, you know, know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I get, I, I get the points that you're making, Taz. I, I don't, I just don't think they're particularly talented uh, enough, Up front especially. Yeah. Uh, well, the offensive line's it's terrible, horrible. Uh, horrible, and their their best offensive lineman has decided he he has wants no part uh, of playing for the Washington Redskins any longer. Right. And and Trent Williams uh, and they have his organization decided that they're not going to trade him. I think I'm. I think I'm going to hurt him more than help him. Um, yeah. And I, I invested what the 15th overall draft choice in Dwayne Haskins. You know, they 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 basically told you through training camp, uh, through various reports that you know footwork, delivery, recognition, defensive recognition. You know, taking snaps behind center, under center. I mean, there were a lot of things that Haskins' his footwork needed to work on, and that it was going to be a little bit more of a project for them from their perspective, according. Uh, you know, to that staff down there, then then maybe a, a you know a then maybe a Daniel Jones with the Giants, uh, right. who I right. don't think was as nearly as much of a product. And the Redskins liked more than Haskins last April in the NFL draft. Taz, I I don't you know honestly I I think I think you'd be doing the young quarterback a disservice. That's the way I looked at it. I, I didn't I didn't think it was a case of the team wasn't spirited. I thought the key team was poorly coached. I, I think the team doesn't have nearly enough talent. I think it's an inept franchise. I feel actually bad for Dwayne Haskins. I don't think they're going anywhere. Um, and I think Gruden's and I think Gruden and Bruce Allen. I tweeted at halftime. I think they should both be fired. Uh, I think they're I think they're terrible at what they do. I mean, Gruden's got a, a career record down in Washington. I believe he's fifteen or sixteen games under the five hundred mark. You know, and this is his sixth season down in D.C. You know, Bruce Allen drove out the best talent evaluator in Scott McLuhan out of the organization, who's now working as, as an analyst for the Cleveland Browns, and he does some other, you know, scouting work for other teams. So, you know, I, you know, I don't look at them as being a particularly well-run franchise, and last night was a, an embarrassment of a performance. And, you know, maybe I've reached a point here now as a Redskin fantas where – I root for them to lose, to be honest with you, right? Because I like a I, tanking thing. You saying? Uh, no, I just I I think they're I think they're it, just uh, pissed at them. Well, as the way they're in the organization. Well, the way because Taz, if if they have any modicum of success, the band's coming back. Right. I mean, right. you know, I I don't want the band back. No, I, I, I don't heard, blame you. I I've heard them you. play. Yeah, I, yeah. I've heard them play. I've heard them do a number of different sets. Uh, I've gone to the bathroom, grabbed myself a beer, I've come back, and you know what? Even after a couple beers, the band doesn't sound so good. So, uh, you know, I'm done uh, watching these guys work. I really am. Yeah. And yep. and last night, I think Booger McFarland say, uh, you know, after extolling the virtues on and talking about the great job that Bruce Allen's done, I mean, if you're Booger, I... Uh, and and last week I defended him a little bit. I mean, you got to know the groundwork there. The place yeah. is half empty as yeah. it is. Yep. Uh, Redskin fans are ticked off, and you're talking about the great job that Bruce Allen's done. The team's 0-2, and last night gave you an embarrassing performance on Monday Night Football. I know that was the first half, but how could you possibly say Bruce Allen's doing a good job? No, you can't. I mean, Booger's a little bit of a, you know, he, he, he says some little bit of a knucklehead stuff out there. He does, but I'm not a big fan of his at all. I hit mute a lot when I'm watching the game. <laughs> I can understand. He gets on my nerves. He really does. I mean, he's just constantly just chirping about something. But, but um, you know, I, I don't know. If you look at the Redskins, and it's kind of echoes what you're saying, they're just not. There's really nothing exciting about them. There's nothing. They just they 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 got to strip this thing down or something. I mean, I, I, something has to happen of drastic proportions. I don't know what it is. I just feel like they're not that they're cursed, but it's just like there's nothing. 
and they got some talented young guys on the team. I mean, one of my favorite defensive linemen coming out of college, Deron Payne, you know, from Alabama is on this team, and and, and he's a hell of an inside, uh, uh, um, a defensive tackle, nose tackle type player. You know, six two, six three, over three hundred ten pounds, uh, and he's like a cat. And I'm a huge fan of this kid. And he's, and he's not a rookie though; he's in the league a couple of years. But I, and it's Second almost year. like, see, yeah, it's almost like it's almost like he disappeared. Like yeah. he, he's, it's like he's he's in witness protection program. You know? <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, he's a you skin. Know? I yeah, mean, the uniforms exactly. were the best part of the uh, the well, game last night. Uniforms are cool. The yeah. uniforms <laughs> are are sharp. I wear their, those burgundy tops. It's even better when they're wearing their all burgundy tats. Right, right. But yeah, they've got a lot of former Alabama players. Right, they got they Reed, uh, who was drafted in the first round three years ago. You mentioned Deron, P- you know, Payne. Payne uh, yeah. was the pick two years ago. Ryan Anderson's on the team. You know, they, they trade for Clinton Dix a year ago. Then he, they lost him in free agency, didn't want to bring him back, and he signed with the Chicago Bears. You're not wrong, Taz. There's, there's not a lot, there's not a lot, not a lot exciting, to like. No, know? no, there's, you're, you're absolutely right. You got an old running back in Adrian Peterson who's getting 12 or 13 carries last night at, oh. at the ripe old age of, you know, was he 31, maybe 32 years of age when you look at AP. Yeah. Um, and, and give him credit that he's still hanging around in the league, but, but that's a problem. You know, Terry McLaurin, the, the wide receiver at Ohio State, he's a stud. And yeah. they drafted him this past April, and he's going to be a hell of a wide receiver he, for them. Yeah. But aside from that, Taz, Trent Williams doesn't want to play. They refuse to trade right, him, right. amazingly enough. Defensively, they can't really. Ryan Kerrigan's long in the tooth. You know, he doesn't. He's no longer the same outside backer that he once was. There's really not a lot to like in Taz. I don't really think they're particularly well coached either. No, they're I, not. They're I, you not. know, and, and not. I don't think Jay Gruden's a particularly good head coach. So. You know, they kind of get what they get. I mean, you want to throw – I do think you, you mentioned him in terms of throwing Haskins in there. Um, you know, he's going to get some burn at some point in time this year, but I am really a firm believer that you can really damage a young quarterback if you throw him in a position where you know that he does not have the opportunity to be successful. Um, I, know it, I, I know about lighting a fire under a team, Taz, but playing behind that offensive line – uh, against that defense, maybe this week against the Giants, he gets some burn. But if mm. you listen to Jay Gruden after the game, it seemed like he's sticking with Case Keenum. Well, and, and you know, and I, and I get it. You know, I, well, the next two games are going to be tough. I mean, definitely. I know what you're saying about the Giants, and then Giants' defense is not the Bears' defense. That's that's understandable. But the Patriots' defense is. Yeah, <laughs> and they're playing them after the Giants. Well, they're going to go. They're going to go up to Jersey and play the Giants. You know, and and that's always been a pretty uh, even if look, I'm not a Giant fan. But I always remember growing up, coming up and watching Jets, Redskins, I'm sorry, Giants, Redskins games. Always fun NFC battles. I always loved watching those games years ago. Um, but, you know, you're going to deal with a Daniel Jones now with the Giants, who's much more comfortable. He's got some time now, a little bit, like a week and a half or so under him. Some more, gets his sea legs under him now. Running that offense, got a lot of confidence, just had a big win. All that jazz on the road. And this is that's good. You got to look ahead. It's the NFL. You know that's how these teams are. Next, yep. next, next. And good luck going up to Jersey playing the Giants right now. If you're the Redskins, because I don't think they match up well against the uh, against the New York Giants. I don't. I and they're they going to do some, the Pats after that, right? I, I mean, I think Daniel Jones, even without Saquon Barkley, should out himself a game. Yeah, the, the Redskins should, whether it be Keaton or Haskins with the football, they should be able to move the football on that defense for the Giants. I think you're right. No, I think you're right. The defense is atrocious. Yeah, the defense but, is weak. Yeah. But I would imagine the Giants come away with a victory. Uh, I, I, I would. Yeah. I would not, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yeah, no, I, I'd be shocked, especially especially they got momentum right now, the Giants, and they're getting a bad team. To play, uh, what is that right now? I think uh, the line is three. So minus the skins are uh, minus three. So you know, wait, skins are favored on the road. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the 
backwards because it's uh, oh, six nineteen a.m. Oh, Eastern. No. Giants, yeah, Giants, Giants, I Giants. Like, wow. I apologize. What my bookie bad. My made bad. that line. I know, no, no, no. Load up. No, Taz the, Taz the bookie at six twenty a.m. with a half a cup of coffee. I would, I would, I would load up. I'd be running. I'd yeah, be no, like, no, Taz, no. I'll be back. In no, I made a mistake. I'm heading out. I'll be back in a few minutes. The next segment is all yours. Redskins a plus three. Take two. There it is. If you were the Redskins, would you play Dwayne Haskins this week at MedLife Stadium as they take on the Giants? As we mentioned earlier, is Mitchell Trubisky what he's shown you here? Uh, Is he good enough to take the Bears where they want to go? Thank you, Pete, for the hail to the Redskins. It's been a while since they've been ripping through that song down there in D.C. I miss RFK as well. It's Taz and the Moose right here on this Tuesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. All right, the player of the week was brought to you by Granger. Let's take a look at the one who got it done. This week it's Patrick Corbin. Corbin gave up one run in six innings to lead the Nationals to a 7-2 win over the Phillies down in Washington. Player of the week was brought to you by Granger. Granger's got your back when it comes to the safety and industrial supplies that keep your facility running. Get what you need when you need it at Granger.com. That's a little Led Zeppelin back there, and I was just watching the news last night. They're getting sued again. And I thought of Zach Martin when when, uh, I heard this. They're getting sued. Because uh, they have, uh, like, in what do you call it, infringement? Like, another artist from years ago saying the beginning of Stairway to Heaven was theirs. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a lawsuit going on. Um, yeah, like a copyright type thing. And, and that Led Zeppelin made millions of dollars off of Stairway to Heaven. This is not Stairway to Heaven, but made millions of dollars off of Stairway to Heaven. And then this person's claiming that... Uh, yeah. All well, these years later, all these years later, but, but I, I believe the artist. I'm, it's a, it was a small time artist. I don't think the person's alive anymore. But his estate oh. is saying, yeah, that type deal. But yeah, but yeah, I, I know. I, I think I don't recall, and I'm not a music expert like Zach. But years ago, there was another lawsuit against Led Zeppelin for um, for Stairway to Heaven too. So so, uh. and we heard Zach in well, here last week again. Yeah, yeah Zach, Zach came in for the three. Remember, but yeah, remember Zach was saying the Led Zeppelin. They, stuff all the time, yeah, but uh, you know they well they get they're inspired by a lot of blues artists. So that that and they put a little rock and roll feel to a little hard rock Jones back in the seventies. That's yes. We'll get the savant back in here another day. Oh yeah, can't uh, wait. He was good. He no, did he a was nice good. job. He did a nice job. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he was good. He, he was did. Good. I'm teasing. Bogus like was out yesterday. He's back with us today. What's up, Andrew? Oh, hey, Moose. Thing is, we have to. Oh. Oh, there you go. Excuse Very me? nice. There's right. a was cut that he was playing. No, nah, there's a, there's a, there's a, I'll tell you later. It's all good. Hello, Andrew. How are you? Oh, hey, Taz. Great to see you. So How was your day off? My day off was good. Thank you for asking. Which was, you had a personal day? Uh, vacation day. Oh, wow. I was away you. for the weekend. Nice. Uh, Where'd I you go? You paused like that. Like, I really, I just was trying to be nice. Where'd you, you go? go? It seemed very accusatory. Uh, we were, me and my wife and some friends went to a, a music festival down the Jersey Shore. And we were there late Sunday night, and we were so I slept there and uh, came home yesterday. Slept at the nice. festival? Like well, Woodstock? no, no, no. We rented a house in New Jersey, oh. 
And it was we were there until like midnight, so we're not. Gonna, I was not going to turn around and come all the way back up here and. I'm not soft, tough enough for that. Because you're soft. Yeah, 100%. I thought maybe well, we'd sleep like on the grass, no, like at the concert. Like, talk I'm about too Led Zeppelin. I'm too old Led for Zeppelin. that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And not cool Jones. enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What kind of music? Uh, mostly like rock-ish music. Oh, nice. What? Yeah, Lumineers were the headliners Saturday night. Dave Matthews Excuse Band, me? Sunday. I heard of him. Um, Dropkick Murphys was there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's- uh, Bad Religion, the B-52s. Oh, that's oh. Good Some festival. old school stuff, some unknown people. Ah, yeah, I did one though. I did it a, years ago in the period. Remember K Rock? Of course, K Rock. And used to have the thing in Jersey, the big uh, rock festival. It was, it like was called the Dysfunctional Family yeah, Picnic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that one. No, I, I was there once. I'm like, wow. WWE sent me there. I'm like, yo, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> Talk about a contact high. I mean, holy cow! You just walk around anywhere. It's like, whoa! I'm, you know, I'm, I'm straight. I'm straight. Lace playing. Yeah, I'm. I'm straight. Lace Jones. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know me. Straight. Uh, yeah. That's nothing fa- illegal goes in that temple. No. It was uh, all three days? Uh, Saturday and Sunday. Oh, just Saturday. Yeah. Nice. Well, welcome back. Thank you. It's you good to yeah, It's great to see you. The guy who does play-by-play on the internet? Oh, uh, me and Zach already had a fight this morning. Don't get me started. Uh, here's your report. <laughs> Hold it on is. a second. Did you notice the excitement in Zach's voice when he said that, when he was live, like on the radio? He was so excited. <sighs> oh, He's yeah. like, oh, oh. Like when, as soon as <laughs> Andrew's name came up, like he couldn't wait to get that line out. You mean out. the guy who does play-by-play okay. on the internet? At, I don't want to give anything away. So after the three... I will tell you my, me and Zach's fight this morning. Okay. You can't say it on the air, obviously. I don't want to give anything. I don't want to give, spoil one of the three things he's going to read to you later today. Oh, nice. All right. So it has to do with the Yes. Thing. Okay. All right. So here's your report. It's sponsored nice by tease. the NFL. Oh, oh, oh. The NFL invite. probably unnecessary. The NFL invites fans to participate in Huddle for 100. We are encouraging fans to volunteer by getting out, getting active, and improving their local environment. Visit NFL.com slash Huddle for 100 to learn how you can get involved. The NCAA is trying to come down hard on Kansas basketball for its apparent connection to a former Adidas consultant who may have been funneling recruits to the Jayhawks. The program charged with lack of institutional control. Head coach Bill Self charged with responsibility violations for failing to monitor his staff. These are among the heaviest charges the NCAA can throw at you. The school and the coach, of course, say they did nothing wrong, and the truth will come out. And then there's this interesting situation at Houston. QB Derek King and number two receiver Keith Corbin have decided to redshirt this season to preserve their final year of eligibility. King's a three-year starter. He says he'll remain with the Cougars, but his dad seemed to hint at playing elsewhere next fall. Now to the pros and the Bears offense coming out of hibernation. He looks over a five-man front. He sends his running back in motion. He gets the shotgun snap. He backpedals, and now he runs. He's at the 10. He throws a short pass. Backpedaling. Touchdown reception. Just a yard inside the goal line by Gabriel. It was a belt-high catch. Backpedaling alone, it was too easy. It stayed easy for Mitchell Trubisky, Taylor Gabriel, and the rest of the Bears in Washington on Monday Night Football. That, of course, was Kevin Harlan on Westwood 1. The QB and the receiver connected three times in the second quarter as Chicago built a 28-0 lead before winning 31-15. Washington QB Case Keenum picked off three times, lost two fumbles. There were we want Dwayne chants near the end of that one last night. No Cam Newton again this weekend for the Panthers. Kyle Allen starts against the Texans after throwing four TDs in Arizona last weekend. Giants running back Saquon Barkley could reportedly miss two months diagnosed yesterday with a high ankle sprain. 
And Falcon safety Keanu Neal is done for the year with a torn Achilles after missing most of last season with a torn ACL. Taz, our Mets, all but dead. The pitch. Oh, and yeah. Alfaro crushes a ball high into the air. It's deep to right center. And it is up, up and away. And Jorge Alfaro has hit his first grand slam home run. Yeah, who cares? Oh, Dave yeah. Van Horn. Oh, my God. Marlins Radio. Are you getting any more excited? Miami. Oh, well, place was packed last night. Huge oh, game. Yeah. So many fans. Yeah. 8-4 win for the Marlins at City Field, dropping the Mets five games behind the Brewers for the second wild card with six to go. The Phillies on the verge of elimination as well after a 7-2 loss in Washington. The Cardinals won in Arizona. It's just the way it ends. It's just the way it ends. It's so... It's it just, really is the Brewers' fault. Yeah, but it's just... No, it's awful. Why, the resiliency? The, 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 we just yeah, not, you can't go 14-1 and one or whatever they're on no, right now. That's just put, not fair. No, but you can't. Right. It, it happens early in the year. You can't. You know this, Andrew. You can't put yourself in that position as the Mets organization to be that you, your outcome's contingent on how other teams play, and you've got to keep winning, and you got a gun to your head every game. It shouldn't have to be like that. You've got to play better midseason, or you know, you got, you got to set the table better. And, Agreed. and our, our team didn't do that. No, they were terrible. Yeah, eleven under one mm. game into the. Uh, all, you can't, it's exactly right. You can't come back. You know, well for a myriad of different reasons. Yeah, no, I know, I know, but I'm just saying it's like you got to be better as an organization. I'm angry, but it's, uh, I'm not leaving the Mets. Every, all the Mets fans, don't panic. I'm not doing what I did with the Jets. Okay, but Moose, I do think you should leave the Redskins, but that's a whole other story because you seem very angry. <laughs> so, but no, I'm being realistic. No, but, but I know I went through this years ago with the Jets where I was realistic too, and then I'm like, I got pissed. And, and I, f- I feel like that's where you are, where it's like, you know what? Why should I be loyal to an organization when they're not loyal to me as a fan and other fellow fans? Well, I think they're trying to win. I just think they're inept. Yeah, but that has to be. <laughs> no, you're right. But that has See, to be See, I would fixed. be bothered by teams that are not trying to win. Yeah. I think I, the Redskins are trying to win, but it's like. <laughs> they just don't know how to. They just don't know how to. Yeah. Like, it's right. just, they're, they're, they're stupid. Right. That's they're how not the, the Dolphins. That's how right. the Jets were. <laughs> exactly. When I left the Jets, when Ryan was there, like, that's what happened, too. They were, try- they were trying to win. Okay, they were. But they, they, they weren't – it wasn't like the Redskins where they were mailing it or dogging it or whatever or tanking See, I don't think they were – I don't like I don't look at last night's game as a lack of effort. I look at last night's game as a, a clear lack of talent. Yeah, they just really tr- – they really <laughs> tried and they just – Well, they tried. Stink. I mean, it's – I don't look at them and say, like, Taz, like, uh, you know, oh, no, I know God, they, yeah. uh, those guys were looking to get out in, uh, you know, Maryland that night. They right, couldn't wait right. for that game to be over. No, yeah. I didn't look at that. I just look at them as being – you know, poorly coached, bad game plan, and and everything you say is right. I mean, you look at the place is half empty. So, I mean, what you're saying, what you're hearing, and that is a very, very loyal fan base. You know, uh, Snyder's looking to you know to build the fans even more because he's looking for a new stadium down there. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned it before; it's rated as the worst stadium food in the National Football League. The most here's the here's the duo you need: most expensive and worst stadium food in the NFL. Like, if you want to talk about a double doozy right there, yeah. not only are they hitting you over the head of the price, but the it food stinks. Right. <laughs> we got day-old hot dogs right well, here. That's the thing. How do you mess up hamburgers and hot dogs? What? They're terrible. Yeah. I agree with you. And the big down thing down there is the uh, French fries with the malt vinegar. Well, that actually is great when you get it by the right place. It is. I, I, I don't deal. disagree with you. Yeah. Maybe they're serving soggy fries. Yeah, yeah. They're not so. twice frying them, and maybe the malt vinegar has gotten a it's, it's just vinegar. How do you how do you mess that up? Think uh, about that vinegar. Well, right. It's uh, 
Like you go to you go to Five Guys. I'm not right? saying it's just that, but yes, yes, correct. You, you, you go, go to, to five, five. Well, now you got yeah. me on this French fry thing. You go to Five Guys, and they have the, I don't know if you ever noticed they have the malt vinegar on the side. Yes, I've there. seen it. Yeah, and they they as you know. They make great fries. Mm. I mean, if you're into eating unhealthy one day, you go Five Guys. And I know, peanut allergies. Yeah, right. There's peanut oh, shells there's peanut everywhere. It's like place. throwing it Everywhere. The they're everywhere. But anyway, that's the malt vinegar gimmick there. But I, I didn't know they do that. I'd never been to, uh, to a Redskins game, and I never yeah, will. Yeah, I've only gotten to one at FedEx. RFK was great. RFK, the old stadium. Old school, yeah. Yeah, yeah school. I mean, and I think I saw a report that they're getting ready to tear it down. Mm. Um, but RFK was great because the stands would actually – and this is when they were great, when they were really good, um, yeah. would, would actually shake down below. And the whole place, like the vinegar and fries, would go was such a hot cellar that you would smell the vinegar and fries even if you didn't get vinegar and fries. That's oh. awesome. That's cool. I didn't know any of that. Like really it cool. was, and now it was, it, it's not, it wasn't the most modern place. And I'm going back now, going back 92, I was there. So we're going back a, a long, long time. My dad took it as a, as a tree, took me down. Him and I took a road trip, saw a Caps game, saw um, a Redskin game. And um, now it was dirty. It wasn't the cleanliest of places. It didn't obviously. But what you felt was the history of the Washington Redskins when yeah. you went to that game. Well, and it was it was a great atmosphere. I hate FedEx Field. FedEx yeah. Field stinks. So that's what you just said about the history. I mean, I think, like, I know that's how I felt. All the years with Shea Stadium, like it was not a pretty place, but it was it was had character. It was Mets character. Yeah. Same thing with Nassau Coliseum before they redid it with the island. I used to go to Islander games at my kid when he was little at Nassau Coliseum, and it just it, it was a, a dumpy barn, but it was it was awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's awesome. You know when you have that. You know, well, it's, so. it, that is that is great, and that's why you know. I, and and listen, City Field's beautiful. Oh, I, yeah, I think yeah. they it did was, a, a yeah. remarkable job with that, and I get it. And that's why I think the Yankees, because of their I know they rebuilt the Yankee Stadium and they moved out a long, long time ago before that task. But I thought the Yankees did themselves a massive disservice where they did not refurbish Yankee Stadium. They built a new one because I would have done what they did at Wrigley at Fenway Park and and where you have some of these old stadiums that have got such history. You do whatever you can to try and refurbish it. Uh, rather than build a new stadium and just demolish it and knock it down, and say, "Oh, remember that place? Yeah, of uh, yeah, the yeah. place when the place was rocking and yeah, people yeah. actually enjoyed going to the games." Now, you know, you could sit five rows from the thing, uh, five rows from the field for you know fifteen hundred dollars and eat some lobster. Well, that's basically the only thing uh, the Yankee fans can bitch about. Oh, wow, we have a brand new stadium. Everything else goes great for you guys. That's true. You're <laughs> right, right about falls that. falls in place. Right. My leather shoes are too tight. There you go. Yes. That's exactly. exactly. Yes, that's the, that is true. You're right. Like, I oh, shouldn't wow, complain. we don't have the original Yankee stadium, but we beat everyone's ass. That, that was a massive base. mistake. It was a massive mistake. <laughs> it was. I would love to have taken my sons to the old Yankee stadium. All right. right. I'm never, never going to get that opportunity, but you're right. That's the biggest complaint. It's not that... Big of a deal. Right. Nah, you're just winning. You guys are the best. Yeah. Well, well they haven't won anything. The Yankees haven't won anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Got see. the playoffs to get through. I, I'm just really. Which I, begin I, I, I was next worried week. that this Mets conversation was going to come up in this show. I was thinking about it all. All morning. And, well, and they, sure they enough, still got happened. a chance. You're only five uh, with six to go. Yeah. yeah. Come it's on, there. It's, it's there for the take. It's there. The magic yeah, number's only stop. two. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> only two Milwaukee Brewer wins, and they've got the the tough, staunch Cincinnati Reds and the Rockies yeah. left on the schedule. Uh, maybe you they get it, swept huh? away. You love it. You I don't love it. it. I'm yeah, just saying. You, you got you got a chance.
You love it. He Kick so the Mets fans. Loves it. He does. He's, I don't. Well, I work BS. for the Mets. Oh, yeah, how about this? Yeah, how about this? Wait a second. Wait a second. You guys are trying to sell me <laughs> no, on this. Not. On this. No, no. Uh, you know, keep hope alive. There's not. No, there's no hope. They're it over. Was, it's over. It was twelve. No, not. I'm talking about going into like there were like twelve thousand people at City Field last night. It was oh, bad people, weather night last well, night. Listen, people are working. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, kids have school. Stop. Stop it. Stop. Stop. People get up for work. And Stop. you and week, there's traffic everywhere. They announced 23,000. all over Jersey. Uh, there were like 12,000 people there. Yeah, well, you know. Listen. Where I, was it, the seven line last night in those shirts? No. Seven line was closed last night. People have lives. Here seven we go. Lines. This is now. The seven line. Seven kick them when they're down. Let's I'm not kick kicking anyone fans. when they're down. I grew up like that. I this. was disappointed. Yeah, I grew up. I was dis- it looked like a game where it was meaningless baseball, and that game had meaning last night. All Win right. that game. All right. You're only four out. You lose to the Marlins. Yeah. Mats was terrible. Yeah, That's a bad up. performance. Doubled up new. by the freaking Marlins. The Mets knew. Kidding we knew. Eight four. I didn't go because it was going to be bad. Four, right. Up. Steven Not hustling Mets. down the first base line. We even got angry Pete Bellotti tweets this morning about Stephen Matz. I didn't yeah, enough see of him. Wow. I didn't see it. You're sick yeah. of him? Bellotti saw the box score. I've had it. I've had it with Stephen Matz and his antics on the on the mound. Mm. Enough. Damn. I like queso. I don't blame you, Pete. Antics. Right. I've had it. What'd you say? Antics. What'd you say? <laughs> antics. You said antics. <laughs> antics. Oh. I'm sick of Matz and his optics. What? <laughs> what antics? Are doing what, Pete? Cartwheels out glove. there? All that crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's from the islands. So he's from Strong Island. So he's from Suffolk County. Is yeah, he from Suffolk yeah. County? Yes, He should just go back to was Suffolk it, County. Was go family play, in attendance Go play for the night? Ducks and, and I slip. That's what he should do. I think go that was pl- the last time he had a good start with his family's intended. <laughs> no, oh. that's not true. He's been great at home this year. They yeah. actually maneuvered the rotation to make sure he made this start at home and not on the road in Cincinnati. Yeah, you're right. I think, he had, two good, I think he had two good games this year. Yeah, you're right. He stinks, too. No, no. He's been great at home. His yeah. ERA was around two at home this year. Over six on the road. Yeah, he's been great at City Field. Last night, not so much. Yeah, so no. he can get bombed in front of the home crowd. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I can't plan for Jorge Alfaro. That's the problem. <laughs> All right. Two bombs. Mm. Uh. Anything Johnny else, Bogus? Well, I was going to mention Nassau Coliseum, but Taz beat me to it. What happened? Well, the Islanders yesterday moved seven more of their games from Brooklyn to the new Coliseum oh, for the season. And they broke ground Belmont, on their right? be- yeah their new oh. arena, Belmont Park. $1.3 billion. It is scheduled to be open in the fall of 2021. So we're paying for that. As long as all taxpayers, we're paying for that. I assume I am. Yeah, and it's in my too. neighborhood, so I feel like I should be more <laughs> up to far. speed on these things. You're not far from I'm that. not far from this thing. You know? Yeah, that's great. Belmont Jones. Yeah, two it. arenas in a debt-ridden county. Good job. Here come more P-tweets. Add it. Hear it here first. Read it there later. That's hilarious. All right, Andrew. Bye, guys. You got it. We'll come back. We'll talk about an angry Eagles fan. We'll do that next. It's Taz and Moose with you on a Tuesday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose, coast to coast, pillar to post, on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. It went viral over the last 24, 36 hours, and you got to love the passion 
of the Philadelphia sports fan. Take a listen to this Eagles fan talking about real-life situation and comparing it to his hometown team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Take a listen. Um, at that point, that's when I started hearing the, the fire trucks coming down the street. They was like in the far-off distance or whatever like that. Smoke started getting worse. Then I seen a guy hanging out the window, you know, screaming that his kids was in there and things like that. So I, I ran to the back door, see if it was open, and it was. I ran upstairs, but then I was greeted with smoke. I ran back downstairs. By that time, the ladder truck was pulling up. And ironically, me and my, one of my, ex, my old co-workers took the ladder off the, off the truck, raised it up, and was assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. And we was catching it. Unlike Aguilar and his mishaps, I like to put that out there. Yeah, I mean, that is just absolutely fantastic. Oh and that God. is Akeem Laws and talking about a fire, obviously, in a house, a home, and uh, saving uh, little kids' lives and then comparing it to oh my God, it was so Aguilar funny. from the Philadelphia Eagles who uh, had that huge drop, which should have been a touchdown late. Um, against the uh, Atlanta Falcons and, you know, has been Mr. Stonehands uh, since they drafted him coming out of USC uh, a handful of years ago, Taz. So, I mean, it was great. And if you haven't seen the video, you got to hop online and watch the video because the facial expression he gives you when he mentions Nelson Aguilar uh, is just downright yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's very funny. I like to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, he, and, he's very, and he was so deadpan the way he did it. Uh, when I got home uh, earlier uh, yesterday, I fantastic. saw it. I ended up retweeting it. So uh, if you go to my Twitter, it's on there too. Um, but Because uh, I was cracking up laughing. But, you know, Nelson Aguilar did the right thing. And uh, he, he he basically said, he, he thanked us. He went on his Twitter, Nelson Aguilar, and I read it. He says, thank you for being a hero. Uh, in the community, would like to invite you and your family to the next home game, and uh, and Twitter. He said, "Help, uh, help out, get in touch, get in touch with me." Help. He asked Twitter to help him get in touch with him. I don't know how he's going to do that. I guess maybe direct message him or whatever. But yeah, so that was nice that uh, Nelson did that. He, he obviously he's being self deprecating. He knows the guy took a yeah, shot. He joked at him. around, but the kid, the guy was saving lives, you know. So it's like you know. Uh, you know, that's the least he could do, I guess, is give him some tickets for Eagles games. You know? Well, no doubt, and took it in stride, and, and no doubt the guy's a hero, yeah, and yeah. Aguilar did the right thing. It just shows you, I mean, you know, we talk about fandoms and cities, and we're on all across the country, Taz, all the great affiliates and Sirius and XM 206, and, you know, there's, there's really no fan base like the Philadelphia fan base. Uh, there really isn't. You, you know, even when you look at, say, New York or Boston or Chicago and you know, you go to some of the other, and there's some some teams in some cities, whether it be college or the NFL, Taz, where the fans are extremely, extremely passionate. But, you know, the city obviously historically boots Santa Claus. Uh, you know, their reaction to draft choices in years gone by when the Eagles have made those picks. Uh, you know, what's transpired with the Phillies or the 76ers or even the Philadelphia Flyers. And you look at it, it's just, it's just an amazing fan base uh, that at that stage when you think about you know, what's running through his mind, and that guy is, you know, Akeem Laws is an absolute hero, and then he decides to, you know, at the end of the story, yeah, to funny. take a shot at Nelson Aguilar. It's just great. By well, the mean, way, he did it, is. like, you never even expected it to come out of his mouth. No. Like, I, I had to watch it. Like, what did you say? And, like, because he was in such a serious deadpan moment about saving babies' lives, and then he just takes that, that sarcastic shot. I like Aguilar and his mishaps. I like to put that out there. <laughs> He's got a hot take in the middle of uh, being a hero. It's hysterical. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah, I no, mean, it is yeah. absolutely great. 
And he he has every right to take that shot. He does. And Aguilar handled it brilliantly. And the Eagles did as well. Yeah, but you're right about the fans there. In the past, I believe we've talked about it. And like in Philadelphia, they are hardcore, man. They, I mean, there's great fans all over the country for their teams, as we all know, no matter what city or small town or whatever. But, but you know, as far as professional fan base, fan, uh, professional teams and their fan base, I, there's not many more that better than the Eagles. I, I've been lucky enough in my career to spend seven years working for a company in Philadelphia, a wrestling company, and I can tell you how hardcore and dedicated they are to their teams. Trust me. So, uh, and they they really are. So you, you nailed it. And they're blue collar as hell too. Oh, they, they are. Yeah. They're different. I mean, it's great. The passion is just absolutely great. We'll come back. We got the pigskin pile up that comes your way next. It's a Tuesday morning. Taz of the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.